Future Talk. This is Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. It is me, Hani Balqis, with Omnia Sara, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. Can I say one thing? It is Wednesday. <laughs> it is Wednesday, but I want to say, if everyone could get some of your energy today, I think the world would be a better place. Yeah, well, I, I am feeling, you know, uh, very energetic today. You came today. in today with so much energy. I, I don't even have that much energy this morning, and I'm like... Wow. <laughs> I'd like to thank the quadruple espresso shot yes. I drank in the morning. But I think it should be contagious, you know. I hope that everyone tuning in can get some of that energy. Today. Yes, but also pay attention to the road. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Don't yes. get too excited singing <laughs> along to the tunes that we have right here on Pulse95. But again, ladies and gentlemen, today is Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Soon enough, uh, we won't say tomorrow is uh, the start to the weekend. I'm I'm still trying to process this. I thought I was the only one, but every every single Instagram story I've come across, everyone is I like... I love the memes. Yeah. Why is it so hard to wrap your head around it? That's A. Yeah. B, you know the song Halab al-Khamis? Halab al-Khamis now, Halab al-Jum'ah. And it's, you know, that guy is so smart. He immediately just... I think it was him or someone else. Made a new song? Yeah, he remixed it. Really? I didn't hear it yet. No, I didn't hear it yet. He remixed it or whatever, and now it's like, (laughs) Well, again, I do believe that, uh, you know, we'll get used to it real quick. I mean, uh, most of the world does do Friday, Saturday, uh, wait, Saturday, Sunday off. Yeah. So we're going to be like the U.S., you know, whining about Mondays now instead of Sunday. (laughs) Now we're going to start loving Saturdays and Sundays now and start hating Mondays. But ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about how the NASA chief has welcomed Emirati astronauts that will embark on a two-year training program. Yes, indeed. We're definitely excited to get these two new astronauts trained and ready for their next mission. Coming up in the UAE, we're also talking about residents and what they want when it comes to how artificial intelligence is implemented. Time after time, we've heard scientists say that, you know what, most people do actually want artificial intelligence to be a part of their lives. But right here in the UAE, residents have had mixed thoughts. Do they want artificial intelligence in health and education? That has been the topic and many polls have been done that we're going to be sharing the results of in just a few moments. Yes, and for apps all around the world segment, we're talking about our good friend Twitter and how Twitter spaces will now be on iOS, Android and even your web browser. So if you are using your laptop or your computer, you can now tune in using your desktop. Although for the past couple of days, I've been trying to really dive into Twitter spaces, Mm -hmm. but I feel very unwelcome, believe it or not. It's a very unwelcoming space, Mm. pun intended. Oh my God. In the world of weird tech, we're talking all about weird tech that is making huge strides when it comes to hopefully finding a cure for cancer one day because a microscopic robot fish is now able to deliver chemotherapy drugs directly into those cells, hopefully minimizing the side effects. You are on a, you are on a whole other planet this, morning, well, this afternoon. I, I, well, I didn't do anything. Nothing at all. Yes. People tuning in on YouTube can actually see what you're doing. Yes, and ladies and yeah. gentlemen, we're also talking about how Google's Gmail app has will now let you make voice and video calls. And again, I don't understand, um, you know, Google's logic, Google Meets. This is nice, though. It is nice, but uh, I mean, we have Google Meets and we have a lot of other things that Google kind of uh, brings yeah. out. It seems like they're just throwing every single app with a vo- video and voice call. And yeah, we're really excited to talk about what we have in store for you guys today. So do keep Pulse95 locked and we'll be right back. Daily Digital News. 
Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and all around the world. We've got big news when it comes to UAE in space. And we're opening up the next 50 years on a bang, on a bang, I don't know. Um, but NASA Chief Bill Nelson has been welcoming the UAE's newest astronauts to the Space Agency's training program in Houston in Texas. They've actually been at that program for quite some time, but now they're officially diving into the deep end. On Monday, a ceremony was actually held at the Ellington Field Joint Reserve Base to introduce NASA's 2021 class of astronaut candidates. Isn't it crazy that they have classes just like people right here on Earth do? And I mean, this is on Earth. They're still training on Earth, but like, it's like they're in Space University. Yeah, I mean, I would love to be at a Space University. And again, uh, we are looking at how there is a very intense training course before sending astronauts to space. Mm-hmm. Now, Mohamed Mullah, who is a Dubai police helicopter pilot, and Noura Al Matrushi, who is a chem- uh, mechanical engineer, will train with American astronauts as part of an agreement between NASA and the Mohammed bin Rashid Space Center. Now, again, we are looking at soon enough, uh, you know, we sent uh, the UAE sending astronauts to the moon and, you know, having a very uh, well-established presence in the space sector and even the International Space Station. Now, once their training will begin in January at the Johnson Space Center, uh, Al-Matrushi and Al-Mullah will learn how the space station systems work and the Russian language and even robotics. Now, they will also learn how to perform spacewalks, undergo leadership training, and receive instruction in flying T-38 supersonic jets. Now, just the name of that T-38 supersonic <laughs> jet it does sound a little bit scary, but uh, I mean, uh, all the best to uh, you know these two astronauts. I do believe and I do know that they will make, uh, you know, everyone in the UAE and the Arab world very, very proud. Yes, indeed. Now, this training is going to be a pretty long one. It's going to last for about two years, and it's going to be preparing both astronauts for the Artemis mission or the Artemis program, which is actually a collaboration between NASA and the UAE to hopefully establish a sustainable human presence on the moon one day. They're also going to be preparing for yet another Mars mission that we will be sharing more details about as the story develops but they're both both astronauts are actually scheduled to return to Houston at the end of this year to continue their progress in the program and one interesting fact is apart from learning space sciences and advancing their training they're also going to be learning a brand new language because astronauts who head to this training have to actually learn the Russian language since a part of their training is actually happening in Moscow so NASA is introducing those astronauts to other fellow ones in the U.S., about 10 American astronauts, six men and four women, so that they can all be a part of this community of astronauts. Um, Most of them would likely walk on the moon if the Artemis mission is successful. But apart from that, they're still in for very, very big achievements, whether it is heading to the International Space Station and studying the impact of space on our bodies or maybe heading to the moon one day. Yes, and I would love to see the UAE jump on the moon. I mean... It is already a very big accomplishment of what they have been doing in the past couple of years now regarding the space sector and all other sectors. Mm -hmm. But again, we are looking at Noor al-Matrushi becoming the very first, you know, UAE Emirati woman going and becoming an astronaut and an Arab woman as well. And even bigger than that, a Muslim woman. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a very, very big achievement that, again, the UAE is doing. No leaf is unturned 
in the UAE. But ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a short break. But when we come back, we're not done talking about the UAE just yet as we will be talking about how UAE residents do want to automate or they want automation in their homes, not just health and education. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. You... <laughs> I, was, I thought you weren't going to start it. I was going to start you it. You weren't going to start it? Well, I want to ask you a question. I was going to ask you a question. Oh, my God. I think God. we were both, you know, asking each other <laughs> questions, getting a little bit excited. And the funny thing, it's probably the same question. What's um, the question then? I'll tell you if the, my question is the same question as your question. How many times can you say question in That's one? That's a good question. Oh, my God. You see, that was good. Anyways, moving on. If you had a choice in choosing, wow, if you had a choice to pick, whether you would want artificial intelligence to be implemented in education and healthcare, would you say yes or no? Yes, 100%. Health and 100%. education, yes. Okay, because a poll that was done right here in the UAE actually shows that residents want automation in their homes. So they would want automated vacuums and washing machines and fridges that will get your breakfast ready even before you're awake or what we would call the internet of things but they don't want automation in health and education which i personally found shocking because in the covid19 pandemic we definitely saw how important innovation in healthcare has been yes now 100% now i do believe a lot of people you know they would like artificial intelligence being implemented into their homes mm-hmm. on the sole purpose of being more lazy <laughs> lazier (laughs) right but you know a majority of uae residents would welcome ai devices into their homes but most would not accept automated doctors or teachers which is really 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 weird Mm. now a yougov poll did find out that a broad acceptance when it does come to installing smart home devices in automated transport in particular and more respondents said that they would not accept oh they would accept the prospect of automated news and media rather than human-led by 36% to 25%. So they want to replace us. <laughs> they, I mean, in a way, yes. But I do believe when it comes to that, I do believe more of a, you know, journalistic type of approach. So maybe. are we talking about an AI news anchor, like uh, what we've seen in China? <laughs> yes, uh, maybe that as well. Mm-hmm. But again, I do believe that it's very hard for AI to take control of news and media. Because True. there is a social interaction. There, there is a different way how human beings connect with one another. Mm-hmm. And when you're listening to very heartbreaking news or very happy news, an AI giving it to you wouldn't, it would be very you know, hard to decipher mm-hmm. how you know the news would be said to you know whoever's listening. So again, I don't believe that AI will be taking control of news and media. Maybe helping journalists find factual information, mm. information, research, etc., but not giving you the news per se. But again, close to half did say teaching and family medicine and specialist medicine and surgery should be led by people, where, Omnia, you know I do not 100% agree on that. I agree. And the funny thing is what a lot of people don't realize is we're already trusting robots to do surgery on us. If anyone has gotten LASIK surgery for their eyes, then you definitely have seen a robot do that surgery for you. Yes, there are human beings in the process. I believe there will always be a human being in the process just in case something goes wrong. But in the bigger picture, we are already trusting robots in healthcare. Now, a separate metric found that close to one in three people said that they felt accepted hope and optimism towards artificial intelligence 
that's good, but at the same time concerning. If one in three people, so two people don't agree with that. I mean, we are already living in the future right here in the UAE. So grocery shopping, uh, you know, investment choices, financial planning, government, you know, services, they're all being automated. Even in education, so many things are being automated. Now, 48% of residents showed some level of fear, confusion and skepticism around the development of artificial intelligence, which is all in good place because... Humans don't like change, you know. Just speaking of the big news yesterday, when we found out that the holiday is going to be or our week is going to be structured differently, even though it was going to bring many people around, you know, right here in the UAE, two and a half extra day or a half day off, an extra half day off, we were still against it. A lot of people were like, no, I don't think this is the right move. I just, they, people don't like change. That's the thing. But over time, we start to acknowledge that when people just take a moment to think about it, yes, it is for our bigger benefit and it is for the economy, economy's bigger benefit and they start to accept it. So I think it's just, it's a matter of time with AI, not more. Yes, and uh, you know, we have a very big, you know, saying that says people will not accept what they don't understand. True. Correct? So a lot of people don't understand the whole concept of AI just yet, but when they do, believe me, and they already don't know that a lot of AI and robotics is being used in the healthcare and medical sector as well as well as the education sector. But I do believe a lot of human beings would rather human to human interaction interaction. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean when we say AI and robotics taken over that everything would be through them. Again, robotics, AI, machine learning, all of the technological advancements we are having is an extra hand to help not fully taking over. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do you feel the same way when it does come to artificial intelligence taking over the health and education, or you would just like it in your home? We are taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about Twitter spaces. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Now, I can't always say you already have this downloaded because you probably don't. A lot of people don't use Twitter, believe it or not. A lot of people use Twitter only when uh, everything else is down. Myself included. (laughs) Yeah, but now you can actually listen to, you know, recorded Twitter spaces on iOS, Android, and even the web. And those who don't know what Twitter spaces is, it is more of a chat room discussion that is using voice chat, something that Clubhouse did and, you know, kind of kicked off the all live podcast type of interactive era. Now, Clubhouse was doing really, really good. But unfortunately, you know, a lot of countries started banning Clubhouse because, uh, you know, a lot of unethical conversations were being uh, carried out on the app. And again, it was just a bad influence in general. But Twitter has decided to take the wheel in this online interactive podcast space and now letting users all across iOS, Android, and the web listen to recording of, recordings of spaces and live spaces as well. Yes, indeed. It feels like copying the concept of a podcast, but making it integrated into a social media platform. Twitter is also giving some hosts the ability to record spaces on iOS and Android because previously, only iOS users were able to listen and record spaces. So now Android users are not going to be left out of this party. Hosts can start recording a space, a space by simply uh, clicking on the record space option that is found on Twitter. 
when the recording is enabled, you will find uh, an icon just like you would with like, let's say a camera that has REC or Rec for record. And it's going to be appearing for the hosts as well as the participants. So the listener will be able to see it, although they won't be displayed in the recording itself. After the space ends, hosts can actually see how many people attended that Uh, space which is very similar to how an Instagram live would work and then they can go ahead and tweet out a link to the recording so that if someone was late couldn't wasn't able to catch uh, the live uh, space they can still go ahead and enjoy it you can even as a host edit that space so let's say there's a silence at the beginning or you know how usually at the beginning when when influencers start a conversation it's very slow they're waiting for people to come on mm-hmm. the conversation mm-hmm. you can remove that out of the space once you're done recording it Yes, now I've been trying to jump in the Twitter space the past couple of days. I mean, I've been seeing a lot of activity being done on Twitter spaces. And I said, why not? Let me try to jump in. But unfortunately, I wasn't very welcomed mm. into the space. I didn't speak, obviously. I was more of a listening type of person. But it did seem that Twitter spaces kind of derived from the professional type of aspect. It was more of, uh, you know, people having fun and conversating. Not saying that isn't a good thing. But, you know, I would like a more intellectual type of conversation and debate. Now, there Mm. was some debates, but not the best of debates. I mean, Twitter is toxic anyway. Yeah, very silly debates on, uh, you know, matters that we have all overcome 10 years ago. (laughs) But it's all good. You know, if you would like to join Twitter spaces, you can now if it's on the iOS, Android and, uh, you know, desktop web browser. But I personally don't feel like Twitter Spaces is the space for me. That's a nice one. Yeah, I mean, I would pro- I would happily go back to Clubhouse if uh, you know, the you know if uh, it was allowed again. But uh, I want to know your guys' thoughts. Four, two, one, five. Let us know. Do you believe Twitter Spaces is the new Clubhouse? Has it you know dethroned the king? I believe Clubhouse will always stay Clubhouse and it'll always be number one, regardless if I'm able to connect to it or not. Just the, you know, the aspect of professionalism, intellectual conversations and, you know, the very smart, well carried out debates is the ticking point for me. We are taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking about robot fish. Check this out. Check this out. All 95. On Tech This Out, we usually talk about weird tech, crazy tech that you may have never come across. But today's weird tech is coming in handy for doctors and healthcare professionals. And if it succeeds, it will be a breakthrough in medicine. Because we're talking all about a microscopic robot fish that could soon start delivering chemotherapy drugs directly into the tumors of cancer patients. Now... One of the many side effects of chemotherapy, uh, you can talk about nausea, hair loss, uh, weakness in the body. Chemotherapy is a very difficult drug for people to go through. It kind of causes people to lose who they are to some extent. But if we can use robots so that this drug can only impact the cells that we are or we do want it to target, then that's going to be life-changing for those patients. And this is becoming a reality in a Chinese university by Chinese scientists because they have used a 3D printing technique to create these robot fish that are so tiny, honey. They are one hundredth of a millimeter in size, but they are very mighty when it comes to destroying cancer cells. Yes, now these are deemed, you know, fish, you know, microscopic fish. Now, 
These uh, microscopic robots, just like Omnia said, are one hundredth of a millimeter in size and have been made by Chinese scientists using a special 3D printing technique from a gel that does change shape when exposed to different pH levels. Mm -hmm. Now, before we continue the story, I just want to say how amazing and how far 3D printing has become. I mean, when we saw, we used to talk about 3D printing, we used to talk about, you know, art and, you know, how we would, how a lot of artists would print the art, how we reached the extent of printing out houses. But now, games at the beginning, like little toys that kids used to get 3D printers. Yeah, like action figures, (laughs) you know? And now we're talking about 3D printing a 100th of a millimeter in size fish that, you know, can, uh, you know, carry medical um, substances to, you know, these tumors. Now, they then bathe the fish that was 3D printed in an iron oxide solution, which makes them magnetic, before loading into its deemed mouth <laughs> with a chemo, chemo medication. Now, this could be injected into a blood vessel and then guided by magnets to the location of a tumor. Now, cancer cells do cause the pH levels in the fluids surrounding them to become more acidic. And reacting to this, the robot does change its shape and opens its mouth discharging chemotherapy drugs contained inside. So we're looking at a more direct medication to these cancer cells. I'm astonished by this fish because out of everything that I could potentially imagine that healthcare professionals could think of to destroy cancer cells, I would have thought of uh, maybe, what was it, nanotechnology, maybe becoming the new cure for cancer. But this is just taking it to a whole other level, taking 3D printing to a whole other level. Now, these fish have only been tested in Petri dish, which is usually what uh, la- people, scientists in laboratories tend to use so that they can test out drugs and test out um uh, innovations in healthcare before they actually put them in someone's body Mm -hmm. Um, and these robots would have been they have to be a lot smaller so that they can enter the human body through the blood vessel because our vessels are very small now at present chemo drugs are being injected into the body and what we see with a lot of patients is that this chemotherapy drug will then travel through the circulation freely and then it kills the cancer cells however it causes a lot of what we would call collateral damage because it also harms healthy cells and it causes a lot of side effects like hair loss which is also caused because the drug gets to your hair follicles now these robots are going to be a lot more precise so the drug the chemotherapy drug will only arrive to the cell and leave all the other healthy cells unharmed because at the end of the day it's being magnetically transported through your body and it's all based on the ph level and we know that our body in general it's not basic not acidic but cancer cells are very acidic which is where this fish was able to kind of catch its bait from now I'm very excited to see how far this invention will go and I can't wait to see it being trialed because we do know that a lot of people kind of worry when it comes to um, trialing new cancer medications and drugs. Mm -hmm. But with this one, I feel like it's the same drug. You're just changing the way it's delivered. Yes. And again, ladies and gentlemen, this just just goes to show uh, how far, you know, the medical Mm -hmm. industry has, has, has reached with these technological advancements. And just before the break, we were talking about how accepting, you know, technology into the medical sector, whether it's 3D printing, AI, or anything that could make, you know, our lives and our quality of life much easier. 
and these scientists have not fallen short of making you know this chemotherapy treatment much much better hopefully inshallah none of us have to go through chemotherapy and we won't have to use this technology but unfortunately some people do and this should be much much easier and more effective towards them and again 3d printed you know microscopic fish cells I, it's crazy <laughs> right and just to think a couple of years ago you know 3d printing was a whole brand new thing who knows in five years time where we might be ladies and gentlemen i want to know you guys thoughts four two one five let us know if you would inject a microscopic robot fish for any type of drug delivery whether it be some vitamins some you know antibiotics or mm -hmm. even you know the covid 19 vaccine yes indeed. our text lines are open we are taking a short break but when we come back we're talking all about gmail what do they have new for us well you're about to find out pulse 95 apps all around what's worth a click and download there's a lot going on with Google Map, Google Maps, Google Mail. Yesterday we we're talking about new features with Google Maps, and today it's all about Gmail. But before we hop into the world of emails, we have very exciting news to talk about happening right here in the heart of Sharjah this weekend. Friday and Saturday are going to be a blast for everyone living in Sharjah because the Majaz Amphitheater is holding a huge celebration of all the events that we should get excited for for the year 2022. The Sea Sharjah Festival is going live and Pulse 95 is going to be along with you during that during both days covering for you this event on Friday. This event is going to be going on from 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. and Saturday from 2 p.m. till 10 p.m. Yes, you can join the Pulse crew live uh, with Omar Duri and Aisha Mazmi as well as Mikhail Atiyah and Anna Schofield. You know, the two-day event will witness the launch of the 2022 events calendar Sharjah events. It's the first of its kind event right here in Sharjah where all entities in Sharjah are invited to come together and offer their activities to the public. We're talking about entertainment for children and families, carnivals, parades, music, games, and amusement shows. And if you do want more information, you can visit the Sharjah events website. That is www.sharjahevents.ae. And again, you do have a big chance to win very big prizes. So hop over to the Sharjah El Majaz Amphitheater on Friday and Saturday. And let me tell you, you're in for a blast. Oh, absolutely. I'm so excited to see what this festival will bring for everyone. It's going to be a great destination for the weekend so that you can get to enjoy some quality time with your kids, but also have some chances to win some cash prizes. But let's go back to talk a little bit more about what Gmail is offering for its users, because... I don't know about you, but I don't think anyone uses any email apart from Gmail. And it's been making it a lot easier for people to have conversations on Gmail by using voice and video calls because all of the platforms that Google owns have become interconnected. So now you can actually start a Google Meet video call and voice call through the email app itself. So you'll find an option on the... I believe the upper right hand side of the app, you'll find a little video sign and a little phone call sign where you can have a Google Meets call seamlessly. You don't even have to hop onto Google Meets itself to be able to do that. Yes. And again, we're looking at how Google wants to just throw out their, uh, you know, their voice and videos everywhere. You know, Google Meets was um, the big video conferencing uh, application and now they're integrating it with the Gmail app. 
Now, it's a simple addition, but it's one, one that does further Google's goal of making Gmail the central hub for all its communication services. Now, in fact, Google does say you'll be redirected to the Gmail app even if you if you start a call within the Google Chat app. Mm. And, you know, they do want to make uh, Gmail the number one place where anything Google-related when it does come to voice and interaction will be done there as well. I'm looking very forward to see how Gmail or will, you know, strive out of it. If you do remember Omnia, mm. Google's failed social media platform. Uh, Skype? <laughs> What's that? Social media platform. Social Vine? Google's social media platform. Yeah, a social media platform. Exactly. That's how bad it was. <laughs> Right, Google. What was their I forgot. Social media platform. Their social media platform. I feel like I'm on a trivia. It's called Google Plus. If you remember, you know, you don't remember. Google I remember Plus. Google Plus, but I don't think it was. A, was it a social media? Platform? Yes, it was launched in 2011 in an oh attempt to challenge God. other social networks. Really? But you know, um, it's not a thing anymore. They don't use it anymore. Mm, no. Nah, I think that's... in 2019 they uh, they shut shut it down. I'm not surprised. I, I feel you like know? half of the world doesn't know it was a social media app. No one knew. So, again, we're looking at how whenever, you know, Google tries to dive in to the social networking, uh, you know, sector, mm-hmm. they kind of fail miserably. But we want to know your guys' thoughts. 4215, are you an active user of Gmail? And would you like to call uh, using Gmail, I video, think it's very or convenient. voice? You think it's very convenient? Yeah, I've tried it out myself. I really? honestly find it very convenient. But we want to hear from all of you. 4215. Future Talk is coming to an end, but we are opening the airwaves for the only place to be at 3, the halftime show with the one and only Amir Duri. And we want to hear what is going to be coming up on today's show. What a show, by the way, guys. Oh, thanks. Eight tweets of us. And, and how many shots did you have? Four shots of coffee? <laughs> Four quadruple espresso shots. That is on some next level. I, I know. Be. Let me tell you, brother. As soon as I I took the first sip. I got goosebumps. Oh, my you Lord. You got goosebumps? Yes. On that area? Yes. You know what they call it in, uh, in America? The heebie-jeebies. The heebie-jeebies. The heebie-jeebies. Right. Well, what we're talking about on the halftime show today. <laughs> the things you hear on the show. <laughs> we love it. We Everything. Love it. Yeah. Um, what do you guys call it in the, in the UK? Goosebumps? Goosebumps. Just call it goosebumps? It's pretty there, straightforward. <laughs> there, 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 there's no like a slang to it. I mean, heebie-jeebies. Listen, I'm married to an American, so I don't want to say like heebie-jeebies <laughs> and goosebumps. What's the difference? But it's, there is no difference. But yeah. you know, it's just you know, it's, it's the, the slang for it. It's the extra sauce. <laughs> yeah, Omnia, what do you don't think? get lost in the sauce, Omar. I'm trying not to. Oh God, I think let's stick to goosebumps and know what's coming up on the halftime show. Very good. Coming up on the halftime show, actually something related to the way the body responds to things. That's hijama. Have you had hijama mm. before? I've always wanted to try it. So the difference between hijama and cupping. It's cupping. Well, isn't it? that's that's exactly perfect. Mm. Cue into the show because a lot of people think that hijama is cupping. I honestly it's a thought form it's the of same. It, mm. But it's not actually it. And sometimes people see blood and wonder why there's blood coming out of cupping. Mm. And we talk about that on the show today. Mm, that's interesting because you do it quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, definitely. You're gonna have to take me with you one day. I need to take you to a few places. We need to go boxing together. Have you seen the handy box? No. <laughs> Let's you, not. I, 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 you, I, I, YouTubers, did you see how that? Do you, how do you YouTuber. think my right jab is? Right. <laughs> well, the right hand is not the jab. That's the jab. There you yeah, go. I have no <laughs> control over my left hand. So I'm going to have a left jab, right hook over the top. I think yeah. let's wrap up the show I before think I can the studio the, is disintegrated. I think I can already do the distance thing. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. 
You guys better watch no. out. You got Hanny no. Bocas retiring from Future Talk, becoming a professional boxer. I'm going to do it in my corner. The halftime show. The only place to be at three with the man himself. T-minus four minutes. Keep us 95 locked. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Only here on Pulse. 95. 95.